What you are about to hear is a fun and educational show about financial issues. Join Dan Wendell and his co-host, Tony, as they explore topics related to retirement planning. No matter how close you are to retirement, it's time to listen to another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show with me, Dan Wendell owner of the Dolphin Financial Group. And today we're going to be talking about, well, we're going to answer the question, what would you tell your younger self about finances if you could? If you can go back in time, what would you do? The reason why I want to talk about this is because the state of Florida recently passed new legislation that is requiring financial literacy taught in high school. So we're going to be talking about what they're going to be teaching now going forward what we think and when i say we it's my sidekick tony shore i'm going to bring him in in a moment what we think about this new legislation what they're teaching and what we think as retirees or pre-retirees what we would tell ourselves or what we'd want to have been taught earlier before it was too late so let me bring in my sidekick tony <laughs> There he is. Welcome to Here the show. I am. I was gonna, you know what? I was going to have a drum roll for you, Tony. I found a perfect drum roll What's just that? for you. Let me see if I can find it. Let's Here hear. we go. Oh, no. Yeah. That was that was a letdown, <laughs> Dan. What happened? It was a failure holy, drum roll. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, today, Tony, we're talking about, did you know that the... Uh, uh, did you hear about the Dorothy L. Huckill Financial Literacy Act? This was passed no. March no. 22nd, 2022. And this is requiring high school students to take a financial literacy course in order to get their diploma. Yes, so, finally. So what I, I want to talk about that, because here, here's a little bit more about this. And, and there's the link on there for those that are watching. They can, and I'll put it in the show notes. There's a link on there. Beginning with students entering ninth grade in 2023-2024, students must earn one half credit in personal financial literacy and money management in order to receive a standard diploma. Wow. This Finally, make, we've talked about this before, how they need this, right? You yes, and I, I for I years did, have been saying this. I did a, um, I went to Largo High School and, and taught a class on financial issues sure. and um, they were surprisingly well-versed and I think because their teacher was had been teaching them and had, they had other financial people come in over the year but sure um, this is going to make and this is according to the bill Florida the seventh state in the nation to require a standalone course in personal financial literacy as a prereq to graduate wow good for Florida yes. right? yeah that's awesome yeah, so we're, fi we're finally is, doing something right, apparently, in Florida, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. So what I thought is, why don't we go through the, there's 13 things they're going to cover, and then you and I can decide if they're covering the right things, and that will answer the question at the end, Tony, what would you tell your younger self about finances if you could? And I'm going to stop you right now, because I know you're going to say, buy Apple, or buy Google, or, you know, something like that's that. What everybody says, yeah, buy right? Apple. Right. This isn't back to the future. You're not that. Who was the guy that had the, the, the sports scores? Biff. Biff. Yeah. Biff is not, you know, we're not able to do that, but if you had to teach a lesson, so 
Let's do that. So what do you think? We're teaching the kids, teaching the children. This is good. <laughs> well, yes. Yes. I love they're gonna it. force wait, they're gonna force kids to learn all the stuff you talk about on all our shows. <laughs> I love it. Oh. I love it. <laughs> yeah, mind control here, Tony. Yes. Yeah. No, that's good. Control. It's a good thing. It's a good thing, right? Wow. I love it. Yes. Pink Floyd. Gotta love it. Um Yeah, that's a great song. I think that even Roger Waters and the crew would approve of this type of stuff being taught in schools. Oh, sure. Yeah. Right. It just makes sense. Too many kids you know, grow up without a financial, you know, sometimes the parents, the Gen Xers and the baby boomers kind of, kind of dropped the ball, I think on the financial teaching of their children. Some did. And now not all obviously, uh, but I see so many kids. I mean, I wish I'd had it to be honest. I was, my parents did not do a good job of educating me on finances and talking to me about spending and credit cards and how finances work and investments and when to start and why to put as much as you can into a 401k. I mean, I wish I had had somebody explaining these things to me. And that's like you said at the beginning. I mean, how many people say, I wish if I could go back, I, I would do it differently regarding finances. Every almost to a person, right? You hear that and we think that, right? Absolutely. And and I get comments on the show when, and people can read the comments on YouTube, if you're on YouTube and you know, they're, they're either making fun of Tony or saying, you know, that those are always fun to read, but every once <laughs> Nothing in a while. But noise. What does he bring to the show, Dan? What do I bring to the show? <laughs> right, right. And I love the quote from <laughs> nothing but noise. <laughs> there are quotes though. People <laughs> gotta let it play out. Okay. <laughs> People have said, um, I wish you, this was taught in high school. And that, but a lot of times it's on a social security. I'm like, uh, I don't know if we need to learn about how social security works in high school because you can't really Probably do it. So, so yeah, high school, social things. security and Medicare. Come on. We can wait a bit. On those. Right. We can wait a bit on those. So there are certain lessons that you'd want that you need to relearn. So you have to go back to school right before you graduate work and go into retirement. Right. But I ask people, a lot of people say to me, I wish I would have known this prior. So let's go through the 13 things they list in this bill. By the way, okay. I want to say, Tony, this bill was introduced in, I think, November 29th of 2021 into like a committee, the education committee, um, nine to nothing voted. Let's move it on. And oh, then yeah. it moved to another committee. It was like 12 to nothing. And then when it finally came up to vote, and this is not too long, this moved quick. How many people voted nay against this? How many? It was there was a lot of yays, but how many nays were there? Did on anyone this vote nay? No, none, none. See, that's awesome across party lines too, which almost yep. never happens. Right, and then the it's governor like the daylight it. savings time making it permanent. Right, it's the one of the only unanimous votes in the last I don't know how many years in the Senate. I think there's a little bit behind that that there was like. Snuck in, but this wasn't snuck in. This went through that's the, true. and the governor signed it without any a whimper. And yep. um, 
So it's here a we no go. brainer. Why and why isn't it federally mandated? Why isn't it? Why does why does Florida? Oh, why are there only seven states? Back up, Tony. Back up. <laughs> well, it's a good thing every state. I'm just saying, don't go well together. Uh, but but uh, every state should have it. Is what I'm saying. Well, the the better question is why isn't it in the curriculum already? Now, some might yeah. argue some yeah. certain things are. So let's look at what they're putting and requiring. Some schools do teach it. So yeah, yeah, and um, you know, I teach this stuff to my kids. I do a um, the personal management merit badge. That's how we talked about it before. My son's going to be an Eagle Scout. Yep. One of the required merit badges is personal management, which is financial planning. Yes, one on one. My son so, has that merit badge and is an Eagle Scout. So Right, you need it. So and that might be a lot of these kids first exposure to these topics, but not anymore according to the wow. the Florida huh? government. So let's see. Yeah. So first thing they want to talk about is types of bank accounts offered, opening and managing a bank account and assessing the quality of a depository institution services. I don't like I don't know it if I like the sound of the word no. depository first of no, all. No, that I mean <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tony. Bad um, memories. Just go ahead. Yeah, right. Uh, I think, you know, um, this wording, this wording is pretty poor. And the idea of a bank is pretty outdated now. I mean, the, the bank is a bank, but I think a lot of kids don't even use banks anymore. It's it's all online and, and, and they don't, the physical bank is gone for a lot of people. It is. Um, but I think it's important that they understand the purpose of someone else holding the money and we'll call that a bank. So I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. And I don't think retirees have any problem with this. So that that's fine. I'm, I'm okay. Second one, balancing a checkbook. Oh my God. Here we go again. This is not, I mean, are these in the bill? This is the 13 things they're going to have in the class. What? In the curriculum. <clears throat> now, now, I get the idea of balancing. Yeah, they should use budget software on the kids' phones. Right. I think the idea of a physical checkbook may be, it's definitely outdated. I I mean, I It's almost gone. I mean, other than seniors at this point. Right. No one one uses a checkbook. My son does, my son and daughter, my son's 22. He's going to be getting married this year. And he never he's never used a checkbook never written a check in his life as far as i know and he's never been in his bank but he banks and he's the best person with his finances i know because he got the merit badge he's really good with money so i think the he wording i think the wording here is wrong balancing a bank statement might be a better way of saying it cuz people yeah. aren't writing physical checks anymore I mean, I still have them at the office. I bought them or I got them when I opened the business years ago and I still have them. Yeah, this. but you're super old. I mean, that's why. <laughs> well, I help people open up accounts. And it's like we're going to do automatic draft. And um, they're like, I, I need a voided check. They're like, I, I don't even know if I have voided checks. So, yeah. Um, I think this was a little, I, but I, I like the idea of balancing, you know, learning sure. debits and credits. So, yeah. Um, okay. Here's a big, but you can do that with software on your phone, budget software. That's what my son uses. So here's the uh, third one, one, basic principles of money management, such as spending credit, credit scores, and debt, including retail and credit card debt. Yes. This is yes, huge. They should start teaching that in sixth or seventh grade at this point. They're pushing ninth grade. This is ninth grade. So that's That's pretty good. good. I mean, 15 at that point, 14. That's perfect. That's perfect. You know, um, 
I think if you're in, in, in Florida, you can get your learner's permit to drive at 15. You should know what a credit card is and how bad they can be. So yeah, this is good. And, this is a real yeah. good one. I like this. Learn and I about retirees, and- um, a lot, a lot of retirees now are against any debt, right? Sure. So, sure. It's which, the Dave Ramsey which, theory, right? Which is fine. I'd rather people be that way than well, sure. not care. But I think people should, instead of just being against it, people should understand it and how to use it because at some point in your life, you're going to need it. And some people need it in retirement for different reasons than you might need it at 20. So I think this is probably should be the main focus of this curriculum, in my opinion. Yeah. Learning how to manage it, which is what my son did. He's not of the, you know, I just put it on my credit card and not worry about it. And he's not the Dave Ramsey. I can't have credit cards. He knows he needs a good credit score and he has to pay that off each month and that he can earn points and uh, he earns miles, he earns points, he makes extra money, and he calculates, here's, I'm going to buy this big purchase, and here's how many points I'm going to get for it, and here's, and but he won't do it unless he has the money in his account to pay it off. Well, that's it. It's more about paying off the credit card, and they, they get to some of the other things later I want to <laughs> show you. Um, sure. Number four, completing a loan application. <clears throat> now, this seems kind of silly to me, but at the same time, if you don't, if when you go to college and you get a loan, it's important to know how to complete it. But I think more important is understanding the debt and what it means. And they do address it later. So a spoiler alert, but um, I'm learning how to complete an, a loan application. I think it, that's okay. I, I this is not going to yeah. be a, a week long lesson at the school. I don't know. It's funny you're bringing that up because today, for the first time, my son and his fiance are going to the bank to get pre approved for an auto loan because they need a new car. Mm-hmm. Uh, his uh, fiance doesn't have a car right now. It broke down. She was using a family's car. My son has a very old car that was given to him by his grandmother. And so they're going to get get pre-approved for a loan to figure out what the interest rate their own bank could give them versus what they're going to be told is the interest rate that the car dealer can get them. And that's what so, my wife and I told them to do that, right? This you is know. probably going to be their first loan. Is it either it a is. car or college? Yeah. That's, well, he had so. a college loan. They both have college loans, but it's a little bit different. Uh, mm-hmm. This time they're actually talking to the bank first, getting pre-approved, dealing mm-hmm. with financing at an auto dealership. Those are things that kids need to learn about. I agree. And and one of the retirees also, they need to understand the loans associated. Well, they should know about student loans and how they can be liable if they co-sign. That's yes. a big issue. But a lot also, of grandparents are co-signing for loans for their kids or grandkids, right? Right. And I think learning the difference between getting a loan, uh, a home equity line of credit versus a reverse mortgage versus a traditional mortgage or leasing versus renting a car. I think retirees need a refresher on this stuff. Yeah. So, all right. Fifth, receiving an inheritance and related implications. Ah, uh, I don't see the value for learning this at a young age, but yeah, whatever. junior high. It's, are you kidding me? Maybe once you're 50, <laughs> I think it's important to note that um, it, it is useful to note that 
minors inheriting money is different than an adult inheriting money. So that is maybe true. That, you can inherit money when you're young. Yeah. Right. You know, if grandma leaves you, names you as the beneficiary of her IRA and you're 15, what does that mean? Um, what rights do you have? Do your parents control it? Do you control it? So this is something, it, it yeah, could be relevant. Good, and, point. You know, good point. So yep. I kind of like it, but you know, of the, would it make the top 13? I don't know. Um, number six, basic principles of personal insurance policies. Interesting. Uh, what are we talking about here? Most likely auto, auto insurance, sure. life insurance is not going to be a discussion as a, as a, as a child in high school, but I think it's important that it might explain how it works once they get older. I mean, look at how, I mean, life insurance is so important once you're older. I don't think I don't have a problem with them learning about starting to get an idea of why it's important and you know, what people utilize life insurance for, because by the time we're 50, I wish I had known more about life insurance before I turned. That's 50. true. Well, that is one of those things that, Oh, I wish I would have done that when I was healthy or younger. Yes. But um, I think learning about auto insurance is particularly useful for young kids because it it's is so darn expensive. So they need to realize what they're getting for and realizing the true costs associated with driving. You know, yeah. it's not just putting gas in the car. And buying the car, there's insurance that goes with it that most kids have no idea about. And yeah. Probably don't want to know about. Um, number seven, computing federal income tax. Okay. Hey, you work, you got to pay taxes. It's good to know because this is the number one expense in people's lives. Yeah. People pay more in taxes than they do in for food, clothing, whatever, I think. So, yeah, they um, do. you might as well know how it works. And um, in learning state taxes in Florida, that's the next one, local tax assessments, which is great because I'm glad that, <clears throat> that Florida's just like, well, we don't have taxes. Haha, <laughs> you don't have to learn about it. But what about all the other things? Getting a driver's license, getting taxed on that, getting taxed. Um, when well, you there get are gas. many taxes in Florida. <laughs> Let's not get ourselves. Right. It's not like, yeah. right. It's just yeah. income tax is gone, but there's other what assessments. About property tax. Property tax, just learning about other local assessments is I think is important. I'm really glad sure. they put that in there. Yeah. Again, will it get lost on a teenager? Probably, but yeah. A, hey, a ninth you know, grader, yeah. I think it's in a good conversation. Or seventh um, grader, yeah. Number nine, computing interest rates by various mechanisms. Yes. This is That's a biggie. A, this is your an area you really stress. And I think they're supposed to learn this in math class, but I don't think people get this. Oh, you know what? Before I remember, or before I forget, computing federal income tax. This is a big one that retirees fail to realize is oh, tax brackets. Okay, let's say the first tax bracket is zero to 10,000, and that's going to be 10% in your income. And then it jumps to 12% from 10,000 to 40,000. What people think is that, all right, if I'm making 10 or if I'm making 40,000 and I go above that, I'm jumping to the next tax bracket. Yes, you are, but not on all your money, just on money above 40,000. So the progressive tax system, I think is a concept that people just don't get. Might as well learn it sooner than later because they figure, oh, if I add another dollar of income and I get dollars now everything's going to be taxed at 22% instead of 12. So I don't want the money. It doesn't work like that. I think that's a biggie that people don't mm, get. Interesting. Yeah. So learn it while you're young. Okay. But computing interest rates, this is huge. 
it goes into the other ones, learning what a loan is, auto, um, a car loan, home loan, student loan, how is interest calculated, but also investing. What interest is the bank giving you? Mm. You know, the checkbook thing, remember? You know what's also gone away? Interest at a bank. Yeah. So learning, hey, you could put your money at the bank and here's what you get. You can invest it, here's what you get. You know, I think that's huge. And that yeah. could be my number one spoiler alert. What I would say is probably the best of all of these is understanding interest. Sure. It ties into all of these things, loans, yes, credit card debt, um, investments. Yep. I know you're big on it. And it's the computing part, doing the math. And uh, this is why as you get older, it becomes even more serious, although it's important to learn about it when you're young. And that's what the show's about. I think from what you keep telling us every week, Dan, is um, you, ha you have to work with a financial services professional because sometimes you don't see the math and the way it works because it can be tricky because of things like the IRS or certain formulas that are used. And so, and changes in the way things are done. So right. like, and, and how they impact taxes and interest. So a prime example, Tony, for a retiree is okay. I'm afraid of the stock market because it's volatile. So I'm going to put my money in, I'm going to put my money in cash or CDs, right? So I'm going to make 2%. But maybe the play is not to invest it. Maybe the play is to pay off a debt that you have on a car loan at three and a half. Well, if you have a car loan at three and a half, why are you buying a 2% CD? I get the liquidity <laughs> yeah. thing, but you see that's that. All right. You learning how things work. You're losing money on that. Right. Yeah. Um, so again, do the math, do the math. Uh, number 10, simple contracts, learning about simple contracts. And so at this, I was like, what simple contracts? That doesn't make sense. But I think this is a good one. It's financial. You know, what's a simple contract? My definition of simple contract is something that you and I might find, you know, we, we Hey Tony, I'm borrow 20 bucks from you. You're going to pay me back over a course of a year or pay me back tomorrow. Glad you, pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Um, I think understanding contracts, but I think also it ties into the student loan and the auto loan. And yeah. you know, when you're signing your name, even if you're, you know, 18 and you're still a baby, you're putting your name on that. You're, you're, it's a contract. Yep. You know, you got to understand this. Yeah. You're not gonna, or the day comes when you given. work with a financial services professional like yourself. I bet you you're, clients sign something with you. That's right. You know, I think they sign the, an agreement. Every time they add an app to their phone, they're signing a contract, right? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Right? <laughs> yeah, every time you use Spotify or Apple music, Amazon updates their terms. YouTube, right. You know, yeah. it's like we just signed our life away, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, number 11, contesting an incorrect billing statement. Wow. It's interesting that they put that on there, right? Yeah, that is interesting. It's quite specific. Yeah, very. I like it. I do too. That's a good one. But I think the lesson here is you got to do some do, double check. You got to actually do it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of adults that could use a, a reminder for a refresher on that one. I mean, I probably don't do enough due diligence. I think people are losing money all over the place because they're not paying attention to this. 
Yeah. It's just Crete. It's like the little, we did a show on uh, the cracked pot. Remember it was about the Chinese fable yeah. on the, the person carrying water and it was dripping out and the little leaks, I think, the little leak might be that Netflix subscription you never watch yes. or the, the thing you signed up for you didn't know. How do you deal with that? Are you aware of it and how do you fix it? How do you fix mistakes and how do you advocate for yourself? Building statements from medical. I think this is a good thing for kids to learn. I, I do yeah. uh, because adults need it too. That's one of the things I think adults probably need more than the kids. But again, uh, number 12 types of savings and investments. Uh, obviously, this is huge. So what is a CD? What is a stock? What is a bond? You know, how do you invest in the market? What is your interest? I think this is really important. It's so basic. It goes without saying, but I think um, that it's important that they put it in here so that they are learning about investing and saving, not just debts, but also future savings, you know? Um, You know, difference between a Roth and and a traditional IRA might be something that, you teach these kids because those that get it early and compounding interest, they're the winners. We all know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, and last is state and federal laws concerning finance. So tax laws and different things like that. I think that's good to have. That is um, good. That's a know, really good um, one actually. So you know, I didn't think of that different laws, legal, uh, financial legal stuff, but it's important to note. And I think, those come up on a case by case basis, but it's important. It's, it's just good to know. I think federal law about taking withdrawal from an IRA. Um, hey, do you know you can buy your first home without a penalty for early withdrawal? Well, that's, I didn't know that. Well, that's useful to know. So when you, when you, you're, you know, what is this, the loan regulations on student loans? Can they be forgiven in bankruptcy? You need to know these things as a kid yeah. because you're taking these plunges in the financial things. So, so that's the 13, Tony. Um, yeah, I like it. anything you think is missing on there. Um, I'm sure there are things, I mean, especially considering the amount of, uh, things we talked about on the show that you bring up and financial tips. Um, yeah, I think, I, I think that uh, there are things, but they're covered within some of these. I mean, I, I didn't really hear anything specific on budgeting or using a budget software. And nowadays, nowadays yeah. they need to get kids started on budgeting software. And um, they talk about money I mean, management. Yeah. Forget so. the check writing and the, the balancing of checkbooks uh, right there. Instead of that, they should have budgeting and that underneath that header should be spending plan, um, uh, using budget, how to use budgeting software. And, and, you know, there's free forms or the school can get a discount or get, get a deal. I mean, if these budgeting software companies were smart, they would offer them free to schools to use and free a free app for students. And so they get them hooked into there because there's a lot of great budgeting software out there now. I mean, there's, there's mint, there's mint and there's uh YNAB, which is, you need a budget. That's what I use. I actually use, you need a budget and it's a great one. No, this is, this is you (laughs) being the meat grinder. Now I'm thinking of the Pink Floyd video when they're going and you're just like, come on, (laughs) use my budgeting software, get them while they're young. You know, now I'm thinking, you know what I'm thinking now, Tony? What? Balancing the checkbook is the best one here because it's a piece of paper with debits on one side, credits on another. Yeah. You learn the 
basics there, you know? That's so true. It's worded Good wrong. Point. But Good point. I think that's the only thing that I thought was missing was um, the no talk about inflation. I think it's important to learn that concept. Sure. Early. Yes. Um, like why you can't just leave your money in a no interest savings account or in a coffee can. Right. And or under and the mattress because you lose money. The power of compounding interest. But I think those two concepts can be interwoven in the rest. Yeah. But yeah, I like it. I like it. So conclusion, when it comes to financing, finances, knowledge is power. And if you teach the kids early, it'll help them all the way through retirement, all the way through. We've talked, uh, we did a show about gifting. Remember we talked about what, if you were a grandparent, you want to give your kids something, what's the best financial gift you can give? I'll put that up here. And we gave some ideas on how to not just give them money, but to invest for them or give them knowledge. And I think the school system adding this to the curriculum is really going to be a gift for our society, assuming it's done correctly. Yeah. Again, I, would, I think so too. You know, it's a give and take because you put this in, you got to take some away from something else. And what's that going to be? Is it going to be arts and, and, and social sciences or so? I don't, who knows? So, yeah. um, but if, but n- me being biased, I'm a big proponent of financial literacy. So I love it. Yeah. For the children, Tony. It's for the children. <laughs> it's, it's, on that for note, the, it's for the kids. On that note, I'm going to leave it and let my kids say goodbye. Tony, thanks for doing a good show. Next time, here's the homework for the listeners. Comment. What do you think is missing from that list? What do you guys want to teach your kids or your grandkids if you could? Or what would you have told yourself if you could have done it? So, Tony, what would you have told yourself as a young lad? Now that you where you are today, should never yep. bet on that horse. Right? <laughs> no, no, you're <laughs> probably right. Probably compound the power of compounding interest would be the most beneficial. There it is. All right, everyone, enjoy the rest of the day and have a, Tony. I'll see you next week. Until then, I hope everyone does well. And let's bring the kids in. It's for the children. The topics on this show are wide ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement, like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundo or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Delphine Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or trying